welcome home. I'm so glad you decided to join us today for Church at Home, and I would love to extend a special welcome to anyone new to the family. My hope is that this next 30 minutes will provide you with hope and good news, so prepare your heart to receive it. Set down the things that beep, chirp, or buzz at you, and take a deep breath and release the stress and craziness you have been holding in. Gather friends or family around you and contact someone over the phone and watch with them. And just let the words, music, and prayers encourage and strengthen your soul as we have church at home together. Today we are going to be talking about how Jesus meets us in everyday places. And if you have any questions, want to get involved, or let us know that you are here, just text HelloCore to 474747 and we will get in touch with you. And if this is helpful to you, please consider clicking the like and subscribe buttons and ring the bell for notifications. We are a church that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus. And there are a lot of great things happening, but we'll come back to them at the end. Right now, let's gather together for a time of praise and worship. Come set your rule and reign in the hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst. Refuse to waste our lives. For your our joy and prize To see the captive's hearts released The hurt, the sick, the poor at peace We lay down our lives for heaven's cause We are your church We pray revive this earth Build your kingdom Church on fire 
Hello, welcome to Church at Home. My name is Anna and I'm one of the church leaders here at Church at Home. Church at Home is a desire of our family to provide a safe, welcoming place for you to have a church experience even when you can't go to a physical church building. So I'm excited that you're here if this is your first time or if you come regularly. We begin with the words Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the most important commandment. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Many Christian services have a time for reciting a creed. A creed is simply a compilation of the beliefs of a group. As Christians, one of our creeds is called the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in saying this statement of belief. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us, especially if this is your first time. Shoot us a text to 474747 with the word Hello Core to let us know you're here. And when you do that, a form will come to you with a place for you to ask questions. If there are any words you don't understand, any questions about the ideas you hear, please write them and send them to us. Greg, Pastor Ron, or I would love to find time to talk more deeply about what you hear. Today, Pastor Greg will be sharing about Jesus in strange places, especially the normal places of life. Listen with me. Hey, Greg, it's good to be at your house. Glad to have you so much. Church at home. And we're in this new series. Uh, we're talking about Jesus being in strange places. Yeah. And today we enter the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm um, looking really forward to that. I think we're going to be in Mark. Is that right? Yep. We're going to be in Mark chapter one. Okay. And uh, we've been there. We'll still be there um, a little bit after this. But it, it brings us into the chaos of life. Mm. And it reminds me of a great story. Um, there was a national magazine photographer who um, was covering some forest fires and he was out in an airplane, and uh, he was um, supposed to get on a plane. And um, as soon as he got on the plane, um, they took off. And uh, it was a little bit bumpy, but, um, you know, they got there, and, and he said to the pilot, um, all right, I need you to get a little bit closer, and uh, i got to take all these pictures. And he started taking pictures, and the, and the pilot said, um, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm, I'm the photographer. I'm supposed to take pictures. And he said, oh, no. I thought you were the instructor pilot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sometimes we get into some real chaos in Absolutely. life. And that's the good thing about Jesus. So that he meets us there. And, and in the middle of the chaos, he invites us to follow after him. And then to be formed by him. And then to fulfill his mission. Mm -hmm. And so if there's one thing I want us to get out of our time together, it's Mark chapter 1, verse 17. Okay. Which Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you become Fishers of men. So I've got three ideas that I want to get across. One, following Jesus means leaving. Mm -hmm. The second thing is following Jesus means being formed. And third, following Jesus leads to true freedom. Okay. So that's where we're going to go today. So if you would, would you read verses 14 and 15? I will. 
After John was put into prison, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Yeah, repent and believe. Yep. Now, you're a preacher man, I'm a preacher man. We use that word repent all the time. And of course, you hit Bibles. and No, we don't ever do that. No. But what, what do you think the word commonly means, repent? What, what's some of your ideas? I, for me, it's turn around. Okay. Um, yeah. Proclaim it and turn around. And for me, it's also leave it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're going to repent something, you got to leave it. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm... And, and you do it with, with clarity. Yeah. You don't just kind of slough it off like, sorry. Yeah, right. Identify. Identify it and then move on. Yep. That's good. Because Jesus is meeting them in the middle mm-hmm. of this wilderness area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all get in wilderness areas. You said a couple weeks ago, this acronym, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm-hmm. When your hunger's outsized, when your anger's outsized, you're really not mad at the guy who cut you off or goes past you. You're angry at something else. Right. When you're lonely, right. that, that kind of feeling of, I'm in a crowd and yet I still feel alone. Mm-hmm. Or that tiredness, it's just over the top kind of thing. That's the warning signs that you need to repent. Absolutely. And like you said, name it and leave it and turn and go. Well, the good news is Jesus says, okay, you're in the middle of that. I'm going to meet you there. Come follow me. Come, let's get out of this. Mm. I know the way. Repent, believe it. And it's a limited time offer, you know? He doesn't just keep coming. He's a gentleman about it. Mm-hmm. But he does come, and he wants you to follow. Before I worked with you, um, uh, I was at the Citadel, um, which is a military college, fourth-class system, and I love it. It, it was a great place to be. Um, the Citadel takes high school heroes and makes them Citadel zeros. Yes, quickly. <laughs> yeah, it kind of grounds them down in some ways that maybe aren't so healthy. But the idea is to make you into a leader which is something that's very interesting. And I heard a story once of a young lady who was applying to a different college, and she was really flummoxed because um, all schools tend to say, we, we're looking for leaders, we want leaders, right? And um, she came to the essay question and said, what kind of leader are you? And she just didn't know how to answer. She just was honest. And she said, I'm not much of a leader, but I'm a really good follower. And she got this letter back, and the letter said this. Dear applicant, a study of the application forms reveals that this year our college will have 1,452 new leaders. We are accepting you because we feel it is imperative that they have at least one follower. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what Jesus is looking. Jesus is the one to follow, but so often we want to follow our own version of Jesus. We want Republican Jesus or Democrat Jesus or hippie Jesus or CEO Jesus or suburban Jesus. Right. We want the Jesus the in our own. Jesus. Hipster Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus on the toast, right? right? Whatever it is. We want Jesus in our own image, right. but that's no savior. Uh-huh. A, a, a Jesus in my image can't save me. At best, it can come and be near me, but it can't actually help me out. I got to deal with Jesus on his terms. Right. And so that's what he's doing. He's coming. And there's this wonderful phrase in our baptismal covenant that we have to confess. Mm -hmm. And the question is, do you renounce the devil, the empty promises that destroy your own sinful desires? Are you willing to renounce those things? The devil, 
empty desires and sinful desires. In other words, the question is, are you willing to come out of the chaos and follow the only sane king? Right. So Jesus meets us in the chaos so that he can ask us to follow him, to be formed by him, and then fulfill his mission. And, and that's where that Mark 117 that we'll get to in just a couple mm-hmm. of seconds is so key. Follow me. I'll make you become fishers of men. Mm-hmm. So the first point, we need to follow Jesus, and that means leaving wherever we're at. The second point is following Jesus means being formed by Jesus. So read verses 16 and 17. All right. Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, and he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. That's what mine says. At once they left their nets and followed him. It's interesting. At once. Immediately. They left their nets. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. One of the things that people are quite right about Christianity with is that Christianity is all about love. But love, in a Christian sense, is an embodied reality. It's not something that's fluffy and idealistic and romantic. Right. It's something that's tangible. Did you ever see the movie Princess Bride? Yes. Wonderful movie, right? Wesley and Buttercup. And Wesley is a servant boy who uh, has this love of this just bratty woman. And she asks him to do all kinds of things. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, every time she asks him to go get the water or to saddle her horse, he says this one phrase. Do you remember what it was? I don't. As you wish. As you wish. As you wish. Love is saying to God, not just I love you, but as you wish. I want to do what you tell me to do. Mm. Love is understood by having faith in God because he's relational with us and he has things for us to do. We have faith in all kinds of things. We have faith in these stools that we're sitting in. They're holding us up. They are. Yep. Um, We have faith in the ground, right? That it'll stay there, that it won't shake from underneath us. But we don't have a love of the stool or the floor. But Jesus comes in to give us a love a personal relationship with him. So when he says, come follow me, it's out of a relationship with us Mm -hmm. that he's saying, come follow me, that he can lead us. Love that he has for us, though, will make us into fishers Fishers of of men. men. Now that's a little bit weird. Um, Fish are smelly. They're chaotic themselves. So are we. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, It comes from the Old Testament. Um, this phrase, fishers of men, comes from Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And basically, the fish were the people of God that were in Egypt or in the wilderness, that were dragged away, that were in nets because of captivity. And Jesus is saying something a little bit ironic. He's saying the world is in captivity, and it's my job and those of us who follow him, our job, to cast nets for captives to bring them into a better pool. Hmm. In other words, we're called to reel in fish to freedom, Mm. to a different place. To be caught so that you can be set free. Absolutely. That's right. But that's a process. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talk about when Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you become. Mm -hmm. That's a forming process. It means letting go of anything else and following after him and letting him define what love is. Mm -hmm. 
No, well, that's really hard, though, for us because, you know, when we talk about love, we have all kinds of mixed up ideas about what love is. Mm-hmm. And that's partially a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we just say love is whatever you feel mm-hmm. rather than um, something that's more objective mm-hmm. as being relational and a person. Uh, I think it's interesting to look at love and anger in a cultural perspective. Okay. If you go to the Middle East, there's something very different about the West when it comes to love and anger. In the Middle East, it's an honor culture. And so if someone dishonors you, it is permissible and even right to get angry. Angry so that you can express yourself. You almost have to express your anger if you've been dishonored. Well, if you contrast that to the West, if someone angers you, what are you supposed to do? Just chill. Chill. Suppress it. Put it down. Don't talk about it at all. Hmm. Two different ways of handling anger. Hmm. Love is similar. In the Middle East, love is very private. It's always covered up and very shameful to express mm-hmm. outside of very traditional norms, mm-hmm. right? If you're in love in the Middle East, you suppress your love. So anger you express, love you suppress. Mm-hmm. In the West, it's the exact opposite. You you suppress your anger, but love is, um, well, we're a very individualistic culture. Mm -hmm. And so love is whatever you define. You know, no matter who it is or what anyone says, you express your desire for the other person or yourself. Um, To deny your feelings is to do violence to yourself. You must express yourself in our culture. Well... The reason they're so different is because they're set on two very different things. Hmm. The ethical center in the Middle East is the community. And so the community says honor, shame, that's the most important thing. And so express all of that publicly. Hmm. In the West, we're centered on individualism. Mm -hmm. So whatever I feel matters. One ethicist said, Only in Christianity do we say ethics are fixed on Jesus, the one who claimed to create the world and did create the world. And if he did live a perfect life and he did die an undeserved death, and if he conquered death by his rising alive again, then he's the only one to define both our anger and our love. Hmm. And therefore, he's the only one to follow. Hmm. Now, I've got a quick video I want you to watch. Okay. Um, about what it means to follow Jesus, especially in a love context. So I'll show it to you and we'll take a look. Emma, these past seven months have been incredible. And I mean, honestly, when I saw you seven months ago, I knew, I knew from that moment that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. You're kind, beautiful, smart. I can't picture a more perfect woman. So, Emma Lily Thompson, will you marry me? Yes, 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 yes. yes. I have to see other guys on the side, but yes. Wait, what? Uh, What other guys? What what are you talking about? I'm the perfect woman. Just like you said, I'm going to have gourmet meals for us every single night. Our house is going to be perfect. Oh, it's gonna be amazing, babe. And I mean, you don't really expect me to be a one-man kind of woman anyway. Uh, no, that's actually like a 
a, a big part of marriage, like you and me, together. Yeah, but I can't give up every guy. I mean, that's asking a little much, don't you think? A, a little... A little... I just asked you to marry me. If we're married, you can't see anyone else. That, that No, that, that's... Thanks, wait. You're, okay, I'm, okay I'm shh. It's okay. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. You're right. I was wrong. Thank I you. totally understand where you're coming from. This is our moment. And we're going to be so happy together. Every single day. Except once a week. Well, uh, once a week? Okay. What, just no. a fling, once a did week. You, did you not listen to anything Every other I just year? said? No. On a what? leap year? N no. Okay, okay. Emma, I, 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 can't, I, I can't. Once a week on a leap year and you're going to freak out? Emma, we're, we're done. What? Babe, you were just asking me to marry you. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Really? Oops. <laughs> so, would you marry a woman like that? Pretty much no. Yeah, no, not at I all. I was so touched at the beginning. It was so wonderful and warm. And then she talked. Yes. <laughs> it was like, oops. What is going on there? Yeah, absolutely. She, when Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you become, he's asking you to totally leave everything, everything else. So following means leaving. And it means being formed. That's the second thing. But here's the crazy thing. Following Jesus leads to true freedom. Mm -hmm. So take a look at verses 18 through 20. Super. Once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Yep. Immediately. That's what you mentioned a little bit mm -hmm. before. They realized that there was true freedom in following the king, the true king, the one that their hearts had longed for, the one who could get them out of the wilderness. Right. And see, when you realize that you're in the wilderness, then true freedom is following somebody that can get you out. Get you out. Uh, my grandmother, who has Alzheimer's, um, when she was starting down that road, uh, we went to a, a beach. Um, uh, and we were sitting there, and we were flying some kites. And she was sitting in a chair. And so um, we put the kite on and let it up in the air real high and uh, tied it down uh, so that she could put her foot on it and still kind of have control. So it was probably a good 50 yards over the ocean and she had her foot on it. She was having a, a delight. It was just so much fun because she could see that kite and um, she was doing something. It was great. Um, but then, having Alzheimer's, she forgot. And sure enough, the kite started to soar. Yep. But you know what happened? Eventually, the kite fell into the ocean. Mm -hmm. Was the kite more free when it was connected to her or when it was let go? When it was connected. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with us. Right. Jesus calls us into connection so that he can give us true freedom. Awesome. So that we can live the way that we were meant to live. Mm -hmm. So we can live according to his way. That's what he's saying. Following me leaves, means leaving. It means being formed by him to understand what true love is and then to understand what true freedom is. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want to end with a couple questions. The first one is to you. 
who or what are you following? Yeah. If it's not Jesus, are you willing to repent? Just turn around and follow him rather than anyone or anything else. Because we're all following something. Absolutely. For our ruin or our restoration. Or our restoration. Yeah. yeah. The second thing is maybe you're already following Jesus, but you know somebody who's not. And their life is chaos. Are you willing to say something? Are you willing to have that no. Dr. Phil moment? How's that working out for you? And just pray for them. That's what God calls you to do. That's what being a fisher of men is. It's just being available, saying something, praying for someone. And then finally, what's the good news here? Not the good advice, because we've given a little bit of advice. But what's the good news? And, and here it is. What the gospel demands, the gospel provides. Jesus asks for us to follow him, and he gives himself. But here's the key thing. Jesus' call to follow is what he does himself. Mm. Jesus left everything, just like he calls us to do. He left his father. He left his position as the creative, the speaker of all creation. He, he left all comfort. He left it to go into the wilderness to fight a battle with Satan. Jesus is formed. True, he's the eternal son, mm -hmm. But Philippians says he took the form of a servant. And Jesus leads to true freedom. He goes into a place of no freedom, the cross, so that we can have ultimate freedom in him. Jesus says, follow me, and I'll make you become fishers of men. Today, turn and follow him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Greg. It's so important to think about Jesus in all of our life. And if this has touched your heart in any way and you have questions about this God, this Jesus who walks into the strange and normal places with you, please use the feedback form to contact us and we will reach out to talk to you further. As Christians, we have a God who hears and forgives. We like to take time in our service to examine our hearts and confess to him. I wonder, have there been times this week when your heart has been restless? Times when you haven't gone to God but to other people, things or substances to meet your needs? Times you haven't trusted God's mighty power to meet your needs? Take a few moments to reflect on this week and confess those things to God. Let us together confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, creator of all, you marvelously made us in your image, but we have corrupted ourselves and damaged your likeness by rejecting your love and hurting our neighbors. We have done wrong and neglected to do right. We are sincerely sorry and heartily repent of our sins. Cleanse us and forgive us by the sacrifice of your son. Remake us and lead us by your spirit, the comforter. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose steadfast love is as great as the heavens are high above the earth, remove our sins from us. As far as the east is from the west, strengthen your life in his kingdom and keep us upright to the last day. Through Jesus Christ.
guide all of us as we step into this new year. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Pour out on your whole church the spirit of unity and truth. May all who confess your holy name agree in the truth of your word, live in loving unity, and serve you with holy and righteous lives. Father, as we enter into 2021, Lord, we pray that you would teach us all what it means to serve you with holy and righteous lives, that you would give us a desire to walk closer with you, a desire to spend time in your word, a desire to know you better. Silence the voices that seek to fill our minds and our hearts with things that are not of you and give us a desire to be close to you and meet us in that desire. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, comfort and sustain everyone who in this fleeting life is in sorrow, need, sickness, or any other distress. Take a few moments and pray for those you love who are struggling today. Together, Father, hear our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer as our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May the Holy Trinity make you strong in faith and love, defend us on every side, and guide us in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us always. Amen.
Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. We live for you. Only there is no one like you. There is none besides you. Open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned earlier that we are a community that seeks to transform lives with the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And as we close, I would like to share a few ways to connect into our family. If you are interested in connecting with us in any of these ways or learning more, please text HelloCore to 474747 and we will connect with you. Our core groups are continuing to grow and reach many different people in different ways, online and in person. These groups really try to dive deep together, and we would love to find the right group for you. Thank you so much for taking this time to join us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.